welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Matthew Sterling. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. And welcome everyone back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Sag, and joining me as always <laughs> is the one and only Spencer Simpson. Yes, yes. Welcome back, everybody. For those of you who haven't been tuning in the last couple of weeks, Sag means shitty audio, Jared. Isn't that right? <laughs> you said there's shame in that one. Why, why <laughs> have we been calling you that, Jared? Because my computer shit out and I'm on my phone. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm not using the highest quality audio recording device either. I sound better than Sag does. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I haven't sounded that bad on Dewback though so i mean i i didn't the new episode last week's episode of hall of heroes is gonna go up probably while we're recording um which is normally the case but yeah it was <laughs> it does it's fun um but how was your yeah, week buddy what was that was your week tell us about your week uh it's been a good time i we went my family went to red lobster for dinner monday night and i now can officially confirm i do like pina coladas and getting caught um, really really both in one night i don't like any of the fruit that's involved in a pina colada but i like a pina colada <laughs> i uh i've never tried one but i don't think i would like them i've tried mocktail versions of them but i'm not a fan of the flavor See, I was surprised by it because it was kind of vanilla-y and I was it kind of it, it worked on me. Um, uh, yes, I, I I know how much you like vanilla flavored beverages. We go <laughs> we go to the movie theater and they have those, you know, giant Coca-Cola make your own beverage sort of a thing. And Jared will get and then add vanilla syrup to it and probably <laughs> some cherry as well. Yeah, I go for the vanilla cherry stuff, and then I'll like hit it with like a little bit of extra vanilla in there. Um, yeah, hey man, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not one to judge. I usually mix I, them all together. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Uh, getting ready for Steel City Con this weekend, baby. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we are. You, me, TJ are all going to be there. Uh, Friday night, the whole gang will be there. And then uh, Saturday, you'll be there for like the morning into the afternoon. And then uh, I'll be there Sunday. Um, we'll get into who to look for and what to look for uh, at the end of the show. But yeah, getting ready for that. And like I said to you and TJ off the air, um, I sent in my uh, Anakin Skywalker Ultra mm-hmm. Saber to get repaired in time for Steel City. It looked like it looked kind of dire that I wasn't going to get it back in time. And it came back to me not only with a repaired speaker, but uh, with a nice little rehab. Uh, the whole hilt was touched up as well as a bright new LED. And so huge thank you to Ultra Sabers because now I have my baby back. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we're not getting p- 
paid for advertisement on the, <laughs> on this show for Ultra Sabers, but I have one myself and I really enjoy it. But yeah, it's, uh, it, unless it, you'd it's like a, two Ultra Sabers, we'd love we'd love to contact us. <laughs> I, feel like I haven't bought like three of your products already. Yeah, but I definitely understand uh, trying to get everything in the mail before Steel City. I've got a package coming, hopefully by Friday. That's uh, <laughs> that's got a very important piece in it. But uh, we we certainly hope that it gets in on time. It's very important. So that's the thing. We're, the amount of times you and I have almost spoiled the big surprise on this show because I don't know which one Joel listens to or when he listens. Because <laughs> I know he's listened to Dewback. I know he listens to Dewback from time to time, and I don't know if he listens to Hall of Heroes. Hall of Heroes as much. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never asked him. We talk about our plans for this weekend, and I'm going <laughs> to let something slip by accident, thinking I'm just yes, going to the sh- the the shorter I have to keep secrets, the more secure I feel in my life. We've been <laughs> on this one for two months, and it's been uh, it's terrible. I <laughs> I am I am ready for this weekend to be past us for one reason only, and that is it. Awesome, that's great. Now, what's your week been like, buddy? Not too crazy busy. Uh, just been doing some reading. I've been reading Chronicles of Narnia for a class that I'm in on oh, C.S. Cool. Lewis, I which I can't say. Yeah. Most enjoyable compulsory read that I've had for any class at school, <laughs> for sure. And uh, and and they go pretty quick. I think I finished The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in, in two two-hour installments. They go pretty quick. So That's solid. doing pretty well so far. Not a whole lot crazy going on this week. Just working and studying and, and playing spike ball. The weather's been nice, which is really, really a, an upside for me because I'm a, a warm weather beast. So I've been enjoying the past week for that reason. We had, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, my housing group at school, we had our spring party this past weekend. And went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We uh, so a spring party for us usually entails lots of campfires, lots of food, and lots of deck hockey, and we certainly checked off all those boxes. And so it was a uh, it was a really enjoyable weekend. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and jump in? Yes, absolutely. So we have a little bit of movement and news here with uh, Marvel's The Eternals. Um, it looks like both uh, Kumel Nanjiani and one Angelina Jolie are rumored to be in talks. Uh, Going to dive in here. Uh, both of these are exclusives from The Hollywood Reporter, so I'm going to hop right... It was Hollywood Reporter. Yes, it was. So I'm going to hop hey, yeah, right into uh, these articles. Uh, Jolie is doing superheroes. Angelina Jolie is getting ready to make her first foray into the world of superhero movies. The Oscar-winning actress is in talks to star in Marvel Studios' The Eternals, a superhero team adventure featuring director Chloe Zhao. Jolie has chosen the Marvel project based on the Jack Kirby-inspired title about superpowered and near-immortal beings known as The Eternals and a more monstrous offshoot known as The Deviants that were created by cosmic beings called Celestials. Uh, while details about the movie are being kept under wraps, sources tell Hollywood Reporter that one aspect of the story involves the love story between Icarus, a man fueled by cosmic energy, and Cersei, who relishes moving amongst humans. Uh, it is unclear whom Jolie will play. Marvel has not 
has no comment. Um, it's now an award-winning indie director behind the critical hits writer and songs my brothers taught me will helm from a script by uh, Matthew and Ryan Frippo. Well, this is Jolie's first superhero movie. It is not her first comic book movie. She starred in the 2007 adaptation of Mark Millar's Wanted, and Jolie is currently working with Marvel's uh, parent company, Disney, on the upcoming Malefic- Maleficent Mistress of Evil, which has already moved up to a release date this fall from spring 2020. Uh, so, yeah, um, a lot of the people are guessing that she's probably going to play Cersei. Um, just because she's one of the more popular Eternals, and it would make sense to put your biggest name on this cast list to the most popular Eternal. Yeah, that makes sense, although I'm not going to lie. Having just finished, I was just telling Jared off the air that in preparation for this Sunday the 14th, uh, I just finished last night watching through season seven of game of thrones and i'm not gonna lie when i read this article uh preparing for today's uh podcast when the name cersei came up i kind of i kind of had uh i guess you could say (laughs) i I was i was not happy to to see that name (laughs) well i could promise you this this cersei is far more palatable than cersei lannister i certainly hope so and if that is the case, then we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no spoilers for anybody out there, but she's kind of she's she kind of sucks. She's she's a bit of a horrible. Um, and then the other article here, uh, again from Hollywood Reporter, is that Kamel Nanjiani, a comedian I really like, um, Spencer. I don't think I've ever showed you his stand up. You think remember you have, when no. I? I have it. You'd love him, though. I can't. His special was on Comedy Central, and I've never been able to find it. He did this one bit. I think I showed it to you on YouTube, where he was talking about how he was at like a birthday party because I think he's from Pakistan. Um, and he was like at a birthday party when he was still a kid, and there was that like there was like a recording that was like playing birthday music, but it wasn't a real song. It just went "Happy Birthday." Thank you very much. And it was just a recording that just went on and on and on and on. That was just happy birthday. Thank you very much. That sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) Look him up on YouTube. He's hilarious. He was also in the big sick this past year. Um, He's absolutely brilliant and really funny. Um, The Superhero Adventure Project. uh, Yeah. Okay. Like I said, come on on Giotti and talks to join the Eternals. Camille Nanjiani is the latest to go Marvel. The comedian and Oscar nominee is in negotiations to star alongside Angelina Jolie in The Eternals, one of the two features that Marvel is prepping to shoot this year. Chloe Zhao is directing the superhero adventure project based on the 1976 comic book series created by Jack Kirby. The heroes got dusting off in the 2000s by Neil Gaiman, and the project features the superpowered and near-immortal beings known as The Eternals. And a more monstrous offshoot known as the Deviants that were created by cosmic beings known as Celestials. We heard that part. Uh, Jolie is understood to be playing the character named Cersei, a more outgoing Eternal who has not been afraid to move amongst the humans. Uh, and Nanjiani's character, Nanjiani's character details were hidden in the sands of time. Uh, Nanjiani, who earned an Oscar nom for co-writing The Big Sick with wife Emily Gordon, is hitting a busy time period. Uh, on the TV side, he stars in the first episode of the Twilight Zone reboot on CBS All Access, which I plan on watching at some point very soon. 
And on the movie side, he will be seen in Sony's Men in Black International, which is set to open June 14th and then stars with Dave Bautista in the action comedy Stuber, which Disney slash Fox will open on July 12th. Additionally, the actor rep by UTA, Mosaic, and Shrek Ross recently wrapped Lovebirds, a comedy that also starts Issa Rae and that he is the executive producer on. Marvel has... So, yeah, Nanjiani's a really busy dude, and that's good because he's really talented. Um, like I said, Spencer, you'd love his stand-up. He's so funny. I don't know. Sometimes we get real winners when you show up me show me stand up, and sometimes it's too late at night for me to for me to care. But hopefully you catch me in a good mood. As I say, the only two times that like I swung and missed were both times you were tired, and that's because I went for the fences with Eddie Izzard. Oh man, that is we a that is. A... Off, we were coming. <laughs> off, we were coming off of Cat Williams at like <laughs> one in the morning. <laughs> I transvestite doing a history lesson. It was. A, I think the very worst time for me to to even attempt Eddie Izzard is at two a.m. <laughs> honestly, like coming off of Cat Williams as well. Oh man. Yeah. Very jarring difference. And then you weren't super receptive to John Mulaney when I first showed him to you, and then you kind of warmed up to him down the road. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of uh, Oh Hello. His yeah. his individual stand-up does not quite resonate as well with me. I like the the rapport between uh, Gil Faison and George St. Geekland a lot better than just John Mulaney by himself. <laughs> but, you know, we'll take what we can get. Oh, that's funny though. I want to see Mulaney. I mean, granted, he's play, he played Spider Ham in uh, Spider Verse, but like, I want to see Mulaney in like an actual MCU movie. Oh like, man! Oh no! I take that back. I think I think this is a DC character, but I want John Mulaney to play Detective Jim. I think that would be fucking amazing. Oh jeez, I don't. Uh... Just, just keep giving Mulaney the weird anthropomorphic heroes. Like I know like, <laughs> that would be incredible. I don't, I, I couldn't, I'm not going to even tackle that idea <laughs> right now. Holy smokes. I just got to thinking about it. That'd be, that'd be good. Okay. So you said who? Detect, Detective Chin? D- Detective Chin. I think he's a DC. Hold on. There it is. Consulting Lord Google. Yeah. Yeah, Detective Chimp is a fictional comic book character appearing in books published by DC Comics. The common chimpanzee who wears a deerstalker hat, Detective Chimp has a human level intelligence and is basically a monkey version of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, because that needs to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, you want to take this next story? uh... Yeah. So yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, we brought you guys some some hot news that Idris Elba was coming on to the Suicide Squad project under the direction of James Gunn, and he would be filling the role left by Will Smith whenever he decided to leave the the role. Uh, that being Deadshot. But this is just in from 
Com. We've got the Suicide Squad will not be replacing Will Smith's Deadshot with Idris Elba, though Elba will remain a part of the cast. The film was originally planned to have Elba take over the role for a new story, but has instead moved him to another character, which has not yet been revealed. We have, quote, Though it was not previously reported that Elba would be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot in the new pick, sources now tell Variety that all parties, including director James Gunn, have decided to move, to move on from the Deadshot character, with Elba playing a new character in The Suicide Squad. Uh, Warner Brothers has no comment on this decision, uh, but it looks like some of the old characters from The Suicide Squad that uh, that we saw Maybe we loved him, maybe we didn't, depending on who you ask. But Viola Davis will reprise her role as Amanda Waller, while Joel Kinnaman and uh, Jai Courtney will also be back as Rick Flagg and Captain Boomerang, respectively. The Suicide Squad movie, in terms of uh, direction and casting, has been somewhat of a roller coaster over the last month or so. News-wise, we've had a lot of news. Uh, obviously, James Gunn being brought onto the project was a huge win, and uh, losing Will Smith was was a blow. But getting Idris Elba to fill that role was, uh, I think, a, a a perfect replacement. But now we're not even going to have Deadshot in this new movie. Jared, where do you think that this film is going to go or who is going to be central in it if Deadshot is no longer in the picture? I don't know. And like, this is like, this is the first bit of news about this movie that's slightly concerned because Deadshot is one of the very, very few characters who have always been on the Suicide Squad. Um, and I don't, I would be surprised if they were going to pass the buck off to Jai Courtney and let him take over the project, especially when you have an actor like Idris Elba in the room to kind of lead this ensemble picture. Um, and again, like I said, Captain Boomerang is like the only other like true constant on that team. And to think the, the version that they set up in the first Suicide Squad, which, you know, this is supposed to be a reboot, but we don't know how much of it's going to be rebooted, whatever. The Captain Boomerang they established in Suicide Squad is not the conniving, um, uh, very manipulative person that he is in the comics. Um, you know, Ca- Captain Boomerang is just a thug who throws boomerangs at people in the suicide squad and he's, yeah. he's a lot more conniving in the comics. So I have a hard time seeing him lead this team or not, maybe not even lead it, but like be like our person, like the viewers person we're supposed to care about. So that's a little concerning to me that Deadshot won't be in it. Um, I've always had mixed opinions on Deadshot as a character, but like the suicide squads, suicide squad stories are where Deadshot shines. So, I don't know. It, it's a little dicey, but it's it's James Gunn. You know, it's it's it has an amazing cast. Uh, it also, I mean, I'm glad they're keeping Viola Davis to play Waller. Um, she was probably one of my favorite things about the actual Suicide Squad movie <laughs> is the fact that like she encapsulated that like comical amount of badass that is Amanda Waller. 
like that's that's why she's one of my like one of my favorite underrated DC characters because she will just she she's she's obnoxiously badass all the time like that's her only setting <laughs> is like I'm going to intimidate the shit out of you. Uh, that was one of my favorite moments in Suicide Squad was like the whenever she kind of like shows her ass to Bruce Wayne and that credit scene where she was like, hey, Mr. Wayne, you should stop going out at nights. You know, like, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments in the Justice League animated series is when like Amanda Waller, like in a room full of superheroes, outs Batman. Yeah, she's you know, she not afraid to to get her hands dirty if she has to or to expose anybody that that seems to be an issue and that is admirable i suppose you could say especially in a in a in a comic book setting where you know the secret identity is considered to be the the most precious the precious possession you have so yeah like i'm glad they're keeping viola davis's waller um you know, I don't have an opinion either way on Joel Kinnaman or, you know, Captain Boomerang is like Jai Courtney did well in Suicide Squad, but like Captain Boomerang was one of the most like head scratching characters in that movie. Right. Where like I couldn't tell what exactly they were going for with him if they wanted to be a sleaze ball, if they wanted to be like a lovable oaf. Like I, I didn't know what they wanted because they wanted everything. Like he went from one scene being like really creepy with Katana and Harley and trying to be like all cowardly. And then you have like, Oh, look at the unicorn. Like, I don't know. I, it's like, it's going to be James Gunn. So the script is, the script is going to be more concise. It's going to make more sense. They're actually going to have an arc for a lot of these characters, but some of it, it's, it's confusing. Again, yeah. I don't understand how you do a suicide squad story without that shot. I, do you have do you have any thoughts as to what character Phil in this movie then if it's not going to be Deadshot? That's the thing is that like it's almost always been Deadshot. It's like I mean if they're keeping Rick Flag, like I was going to say maybe they're going to like like hard reboot it and like maybe have Elba play Rick Flag and you know and then we'll have the controversy like oh they made Rick Flag black SJW agenda. And then it'll be a whole freak out and it'll be free publicity, uh, free publicity for Warner Brothers and it'll be a gay old time. Um, <laughs> but if they're keeping Kinnaman, I, I don't know. Like, I legitimately don't know. Like, there's a lot of characters he could play, but you also have that, like, really small list of, like, what kind of characters can appear on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, And ooh, oh, I didn't see this part at the end. That okay, Margot Robbie's apparently coming back to play Harley. So yeah, 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 she'll be back. Know. I don't know, man. It's really confusing. I mean, I was gonna say Harley has become like the newest. Like she's kind of joined Deadshot and uh, Boomerang in the prominent, yeah, on the Suicide Squad. So it's cool that Harley will be there then, and you have a little bit of consistency, and she's probably going to be the lead again. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's possible, though, that since she's getting Birds of Prey coming up here pretty soon, it's possible that they're going to let somebody else take the lead. Although you do make a good point about her taking a more and more prominent role in the squad throughout the, the films that they're putting out. So, yeah, well, it's that, possible. That's the other thing is that, like, 
you know, not that's not to say that you can't have like two, you know, really big pieces of star in the same. Oh yeah, because not at all. But like the Suicide Squad movie had a really hard time with balancing. We want to market this to Harley Quinn fans, and we want to market this to normal people with Will Smith. Yeah. And like the movie was like really lopsided between her and Will Smith and everybody else, you know, like it was Harley and Deadshot's movie featuring the Suicide Squad. And I don't know, maybe if you like let Elba take a lesser role and let Harley lead, not lead the team necessarily, but like lead the movie. Yeah. You know, then maybe if you have something a little bit easier to work with. But again, like I don't know why you call in James Gunn to do this ensemble movie if it's not if it's gonna come down to one character. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like the Guardians movies, like yeah, they're focused on Star Lord, but like everybody like it's a fairly equal like groundwork for who actually gets time to shine and who gets developed and whatnot. So I don't know. I have a lot of mixed opinions, and this is the first one that makes me scratch my head. All right, those are those are good thoughts. Yeah, I don't really know uh, who Eldris or Idris Elba play. <laughs> Eldris happens Idris. to me all the, happens to me all the time. That has a really good Lord of the Rings name. Eldris. Eldris. Ooh, it's an elf. It's an elf. Eldris. Sam You're onto something. Let, fan. <laughs> we'll, we'll write a fan fiction. <laughs> That's you know after we get done with the three other fan fictions we're gonna write. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one of these days. Uh, awesome. So, as is gonna be the case for the next couple of weeks here, um, we have a lot of Avengers Endgame stuff to talk about. Uh, the uh, the press tour for Endgame has been going strong for a few days now. Uh, we've gotten a lot of a lot of really cool interviews with the Russo brothers, um, and kind of getting to pick their brain and the fact that like they will not answer any specific questions about them. Oh no! Even in, even in wow. the interviews that I watched, they they would dodge questions really explicitly. They'd say, "Well, I'm not allowed to give you any particulars, but I can tell you." And then they'd go on about some really vague, you know, tonal shift stuff and and stuff like that. Which you know, I gotta I gotta hand it to them with a movie that's this anticipated. They afford to to give out any freebies, or or let anything slip up. Absolutely. Um, but I did, I did like getting inside of their brain though, with like how they've made these movies though. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I remember whenever, uh, infinity war was first on home release, you and I watched it together with the audio. Company. Yeah. And, yeah. That and, was incredible. And hearing them talk about how they wrote, they wanted infinity war is Thanos. It is. Yeah. And we, that we spend most of that movie inside of Thanos. And we understand his ideals, his ideas, and his goals, and who he is as a person. And the fact that he fancies himself this um, whole, like, to, you know, directly steal words out of the Russo's mouth, um, that he's this holy warrior, warrior on a crusade. And that, like, it's a spiritual journey for him. And that's why he sheds the arm 
uh, A, because he doesn't really need it at that point, and B, because there is like an element of like, I am here to save the universe from itself. Um, and the fact, and the Russo said in these recent interviews that they wanted to take the whole, okay, Infinity War, that is Thanos' movie. Avengers Endgame is not. Yeah. And they made a point of, like, establishing what and who Thanos is in Infinity War the way they did, so that when we see him in Endgame, we get it. Right. Because, you know, stuff like that. And, and it's fascinating to hear them speak about it. Um, that was really cool. Um, I don't know if this... I, I wasn't able to find the interview clip of it. I, I found a clip earlier on social media this week, and I haven't been able to find it. Um, but apparently, they never they didn't give Tom Holland the full script. Yeah, yeah. I've I, even I heard uh, something that that they gave several cast members fake scripts. Probably yeah. Mark Ruffalo. If we're if yeah, we're being Ruff- yeah, definitely Ruffalo and Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely those two who got bullshit scripts. Though I think it was Anthony Russo said that the cast hasn't even seen the movie yet. It doesn't surprise me, actually. I mean, maybe maybe it surprises me a little bit, but it doesn't surprise me that much because they are playing this one so close to the chest. Sense that they would, you know, it's it becomes necessary at a point to to keep stuff from the cast as well. And I think I heard somewhere again, speaking, I'm, I'm, I've got nothing on my mind except game of Thrones right now, but I heard something that like, um, the, the writers and the directors wrote and filmed several endings to the show. And they are not telling the cast, which one it is. Like they aren't telling anybody, any of us until we see it. And they're not even telling the cast. Now my, my buddy, at school says, no, I'm pretty sure the cat that in interviews, the cast has said that they know what's going to happen. Completely unexpected for us. I think the opposite is the case here where, um, we kind of have an idea how this movie is going to end. It's, it's, it's pretty much at this point that everybody's coming back or at least most of them are coming back, but that the actors themselves don't really know, what the final cut is going to look like or what's what's what exactly is going to happen. Exactly. And we don't know who we lose along the way. We don't know what is lost along the way. We don't know how we get there. And um, and I think something that I've forgotten and I think many of us have forgotten is that Thanos doesn't need the Infinity Gauntlet to kill people. It is very possible that even if they do um, you know, undo the snap and bring everybody back that several people are going to die in this movie. Absolutely. He beat the Hulk and killed Loki without using a single stone. Like, he just yeah. white knuckle crossed up the Hulk. And <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's scary. It's scary to think about, honestly. And and it, it is what he is, without a doubt, the most uh, terrifying villain that we've seen in the MCU thus far. And hopefully, now that, again, the merger has happened, uh, was we'll he, see. Was he? Was he? I think you're forgetting about Whiplash. Okay, just stop. All right, just just stop. You're 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 just just stop. 
I don't know, man. You're Malik confusing our audience members and you're annoying know, me. Malik Malakith was amazing. Malakith was <laughs> he should have stuck to Doctor Who. <laughs> I personally it still really enjoyed fantastic. Dark World, but it was not fantastic. I know that. <laughs> Let's reel it back in here. Stop going like we're we're intentionally pushing each other's buttons at this point. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember in the clips that I watched some of the the details that they revealed in a really nonchalant manner stuff about uh, like like I said in a roundabout fashion never directly answering any questions but hinting at stuff that's going on I should have taken notes honestly because it's a lot easier to rewatch the trailers on mute while we're having the show. So I can keep things fresh in my brain than it is to, than it is to rewatch interviews and stuff. But no, yeah, that was all really cool. Um, what else is there? There's, there's something else they said that I wanted to talk about. Um, I didn't, I, I, I saw that apparently they were talking about how like they'd really like to do secret war, which is exciting Ooh. to me. Um, here's the thing though there's two different versions of secret war though which is what is like kind of the dicey part about that like i don't know if they're talking about like secret war as in like you know we're like the the shield trying to invade area or if they're talking about secret war like there's like space gods that teleport all the heroes and villains to battle world yeah, and all hell breaks loose in like a giant. You know, it's basically just kids with all their toys out of the toy box going nuts. Oh me, what you got? I don't know. I don't know which version of Secret Wars they're talking about, but I'm down for either one. Yeah, um, honestly, Secret Wars is one of the one of the most interesting. I think of comic book plots that we've gotten right up there with Civil War. Maybe not quite, but it's it's up there. And if they're if they're in talks, if they're it's it's going to be incredible. If the fact the idea that they would actually go for it and like stand a chance to canonically the way they did in the comics introduce the symbiote, ooh, because that's where Spider Man found the black suit. Yeah, he got his ass kicked in like the first big battle. His suit was in tatters. They got back to like the hero's home base, and the symbiote was just sitting in like a stasis tank. It would be really like, because this? and it opened it up and it got all over him. And then that was the birth of black suit spider. That would be a really interesting tie in. I mean, again, tin, tinfoil hats there, you yeah. know, for that, that, that's really far down the line Far that's yeah, the, very, that's, very far that's, down the line. That's the most future cast prediction you've had. I think while I've been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very far. You, you get your three-layer tinfoil hats on. Yeah. Just in well, case. Until, but. Home, until Homecoming had come out, I thought, because there was like a really brief video from the set of Infinity War. It was hell. It was still when we were in high school. <laughs> Actually, I just realized that there was a video <laughs> that came out and it was like, and they were, it was, um, Help Chris Pratt, Tony Stark, and Tom Holland on set, and it was it was the Titans set for Infinity War, and like Robert Downey was just wearing like you know a Robert Downey outfit. Chris yeah. Pratt was still dressed as Star Lord, and 
um, Tom Holland had this poncho on with like mocap things on his hands. And I saw that and went, holy shit, he's going to get the black suit in Infinity War. <laughs> 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 he's going to be in space. He's going to get the symbiote. And then once uh, Homecoming came out, it was like, oh, that's the Iron Spider. Yeah, yeah. But no, I've been waiting for them to pull the trigger and throw some symbiote on that little man. Um, I wonder if he also, can handle it. That's uh, th- this is again some 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 deeper character analysis. But I'm wondering if man that we have in the MCU right now, I wonder if Tom Holland Spider Man would be ready for that kind of a. Didn't get that until what the third movie with Toby. Yeah. Toby Maguire, Lindsay, Lindsay Maguire, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> oh, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> it's very naughty, man. I you right before I laughed at it. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded like an idiot. No, uh, I, like I said, the, the black suit, that's a, that's a fun story to tell. Um, you know, Spider-Man 3 not exactly being a cinematic masterpiece. No. Drop the ball on that story a lot. Um, you get to really push the great power, great responsibility theme really far when you like double the amount of power he has. So, but I don't think in the MCU that concept of the great power, great responsibility has been nearly as prominent as it was in you know the Garfield and the 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 Maguire films think they've ever even said the words have they they haven't um but you've also like but i disagree with you on that because i feel like they've shown it a lot without saying that that like very iconic phrase like there's a lot of like showing that peter it takes his responsibility as spider-man very seriously but like he's he's a little bit overzealous about it in that like he just gets super excited to be like a big superhero and that's kind of like the whole point of the end of homecoming is that he realizes no i'm a friendly neighborhood spider um Fair. he has that one line i can't remember if it's infinity war or homecoming like i can't be a friendly spider-man if there's no neighborhood like, i think that's in that's infinity war i thought so because i know tony in the cave. yeah yeah because tony in the cave look at him like what the fuck did you just say <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like I said, it's huge tinfoil hat stuff. But like Secret War, if they were to do it, that's a golden opportunity to start bringing in the symbiote and Venom. That'd uh, be awesome and see all of those ideas and themes and characters done right for once. Right, right. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. And I love the Russos. Um, we also <laughs> got this really cool clip from in, uh, from uh, in Endgame. Which did you watch the clip? I watched the clip. So, have you heard about the she had? I have telepathy. Do theory? Oh, do you have telepathy? I do not. I do not as an individual. Um, am I thinking right now? You're thinking that you cannot wait for the premiere of Game of Thrones on Sunday and that Peter Dinklage is the sexiest man you've ever laid your eyes on. My gosh, it's true. 
<laughs> He's a telepath. <laughs> Just put my tinfoil hat away. <laughs> put my tinfoil hat away. Um, but no. Uh, so during the one scene, uh, let's, let's talk about the clip first, and then we'll get into like the theories. So the clip shows uh, the Avengers, the Hulk team, circled around a computer. Um, Black Widow says that Thanos has used the stones again. Uh, and then they start talking about the fact that they need to go after him. That, you know, kind of like in the trailer with the whole we're going in shorthanded. Yeah, because he killed all our friends. Um, all our friends. And part. Captain Monk. What? Not the because he killed all our friends quip that just kind of rolls on without it. Yeah. Um the uh they, they talk about that. The uh Captain Marvel chimes in and makes her opinion known that you know, they're like, Yeah, you guys lost before, but you didn't have me. And Rhodey becomes uh he kind of snaps at her and he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, or he says something to the effect of we're all about that superhero life. Where have you been for like the past 10 years? And yeah. she says, you know, not every planet has a team of Avengers to protect it. So while you're all Avenging. on Earth, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here doing my job. Um, and then we get that scene we had got in the trailer where Thor gets all up in Carol's grill, calls Stormbreaker to his hand, and I like this one. Um yeah, that's pretty much the oh, and then at the very end, uh, Captain America as like a very tight pan. And I hate here's my one thing I didn't like about this clip is the way they honey dick me because every time I've watched it, I've gotten so like excited as the music swells. Yeah. At the very end, let's get that son of a bitch. Like every time I get like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Damn it, it's over. Like, yeah, one clip like makes my heart race and <laughs> i had when we got our first clip for and for uh infinity war last year i actually got worried that they weren't going to be able to balance all the characters because the scene where tony and uh dr strange are talking in the sanctum sanctorum worried me a lot like the fact that like we have the build up and like all what the threat is like coming and churning and like we're 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 at any moment like all hell is about to break loose and you have the whole like um are you are you leaning on the like the the whatever of eternity like did you just say hitherto unknown like yeah yeah that whole banter and like in the context of the movie with more time to let that ruminate and for that whole scene and relationship to develop, it was fine. Watching that clip on Jimmy Kimmel scared the shit out of me. That it was going to be nothing but a quip fest, the whole movie. Yeah. But I think, I think it was possibly to balance the tone of the trailers because I think what people like the most about Marvel movies is that, and, and the Russo brothers talked about this in their interview, is that they have that, that uh, very realistic psychological approach to their characters. But at the same time, they try to incorporate that, that witty banter between them that, that we've come to love so much. And with the heft that came with the first couple Infinity War trailers, that sort of a okay we still know who everybody is they're not they're not so 
stopping Thanos that they've like lost that bit of themselves yet. So in that context, I, I I'm willing to let that one pass. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. And like I said, it just, that, that clip before it did scare me a little bit. This one does nothing but excite. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but it does lay the groundwork to answer a few questions. Namely, we all have, so in the room on earth, in the Avengers headquarters, we have Steve Rogers. We have Black Widow, we have War Machine, Rocket, and Captain Marvel. We have no Tony. We don't have Tony yet. We don't have Ant-Man yet. Uh, we didn't see a Koye. But like our core Avengers at the moment are just the and then Nebula, obviously. But it's just those five in the room right now. So presumably they haven't recruited Hawkeye yet, which makes sense because Black Widow's still blonde and she finds Clint when she has red hair again. So this looks like it's happened really, really, really early in the movie. And I think this lends the theory, this lends to the theory that they fight Thanos like three or four times. That makes me because we already know about the Avengers headquarters battle. We already know of the one that's going to happen on like a Titan-esque ruined desolate planet. But what else? I'm wondering. Yeah. Also, it's that's exactly like that's, that's it's really confusing. Um, it's like trying to like sequence these out. Um, it, that that's the fascinating part that gets really interesting. Um, but that's the clip. What I was talking about was the I have telepathy theory. Um, <laughs> real quick, um, pull up the video again. Clip and the the clip, yeah. Okay. And like, and if we can hear the audio on the podcast, that's fine. I don't think anybody's gonna get to like right when Thor starts to kind of like puff up his chest at Captain Marvel and just play through that. Hey, I don't think we'll get audio through. Okay, he stands up. He's munching on something. Walks over. Super grim looking. Listen. Okay, what was I supposed to see? Okay, so rewind it a little bit and pause it. And okay. I did not hear it. And again, this is like that one thing whenever you, me, and Alexis were in the car on the way back from rehearsal with Hunchback of Notre Dame with that one T.I. song, the, yeah. I'm the paper chaser, I'm a big fucking slut. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is so this good. Is, oh. <laughs> I'm a baby Pachesa. <laughs> so good. I forgot about that. So <laughs> this is almost certainly one of those, or like Laurel and Yanny, like once you're told to hear one thing, you'll hear it or whatever. Watch that clip again and listen for the words I have telepathy. Now, I think it's a mixture of the music, the white noise in the scene. And the sound effect of like Stormbreaker rushing to Thor. 
Okay. Um, I'm watching. See? Oh. Here we go. Oh, I didn't hear it. I did not hear it. I'm pulling up the clip on my end. Can you hear it? Oh, I didn't. I, what, the, on your end? Yeah. Like that I'm listening to the clip. Oh, I can't hear it. Okay, hold on. Oh, we also got the idea that apparently they do think bringing them back is an option. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, Captain Marvel says something like, well... If we, why don't we just get our hands on the stones? If that's what's causing all this havoc at the hands of Thanos, we get the stones back, and then somebody suggests they may be all our friends with it. Going after it. But hold on, I'm going to listen to it again. Hold on, I'm trying to find the moment where you're supposed to listen for it. If you're, if you're listening in on the podcast at home in your, in your uh, Fireman PJs, Oish. then find the film clip and tell us what you think. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Okay, go to like 49 seconds and be as quiet as possible. It sounds like a whispering voice says, I have telepathy. Whispering voice. There is a whispering voice that says, I have telepathy. Yeah, I eh, no no. Actually, no. I take is it, it back. Is it right at forty nine? Okay, go to okay. How about this? Go to forty four seconds, because that's like where Thor starts to stand up from the table. Huh? And then and just listen for it at forty nine. Okay. I didn't hear it. Uh, I have to send you a clip of like somebody. <laughs> it out. It's so weird. Like I can't. I, I can't stop hearing it though. I think like, I've <laughs> tried to like drown out the idea of, but I can't. I think um, that's just Thor going. <sighs> it might be. Like that's I said, I don't like. necessarily think that it's being said, but I can't not hear it. And I'm a paper chaser. I'm a big fucking slut. Um, so it might be one of those type of things. Also, if in case you didn't know about the whole big fucking slut thing in uh, Ti's, um, which one is it? Shit, I can't remember. It's that one Ti song that has Rihanna on it. It was on Paper Trail. Yeah, that song when Rihanna says, "Because I'm a paper chaser," it sounds like she's also. It also sounds like she's saying, "Because I'm a big fucking slut." It's Which profound. It's it profound. We were. Profound. I was in the car with Spencer and Alexis, and we almost crashed the fucking car. Because it's true. <laughs> it's true. And and what we did was we would like point to okay, okay. You listen for a paper chaser. You listen for the slut, and then you listen, and then you just like whatever happens happens. Let's see what goes. And like without fail, like if you were looking, if you were listening for a specific one, that's what you heard. And it was so bizarre. And awesome. 
Well, the best was whenever you two both heard it for the first time, <laughs> and you looked like you looked like you like cracked the code. The look <laughs> on your face, oh my god! I'm was, so angry I didn't record that. It was that so, was a life changing experience, but awesome. Just for the record, so I never heard anything other than Laurel. But I think I I don't think we should dwell on this any longer before we go into a tangential discussion about, you know, the human vowel sounds. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, so there's that theory floating around that maybe Captain Marvel is telepathic and she's like shooting a message to Thor of like, oh, by the way, like I out I overpower you completely. Um that might be a stretch, but I guess we'll find out. Captain Marvel has a seventh, or like a, I think it's called seventh sense ability, but like, it's like a really, really specific type of precognition. Like, she can see when like a catastrophic event will happen, but it's not like a full-fledged telepathic future sight in the comics, but hey, if they want to introduce a new power, go for it. Um, I'm all I'm all for that. Uh, there was that. Um, there is uh, a little bit of a stink online about like the fact that like Captain Marvel kind of walks in there like she owns the joint. I don't know. I think it's earned. Like I think she has the right to be like, "Nah, man, I got this." Like, uh, I worry uh, of that. Like I, I. I don't think that she, she should be, be though. Like that's her character. I know that is her character, and certainly the Avengers are are no strangers to abrasive personalities. But you know, when she's coming in this movie, and certainly she has the right to be this way, knowing you know what we know from Captain Marvel. But but it seems like her ego is the size of the Hindenburg, and and Tony's isn't. But he's proven he has he has proven himself as capable as what he says in every instance that that, that they have been a team. However, at this point in the movie, almost ends the world by himself. Yeah, except like you said, it, it looks like the clip that we saw is going to be really early in the movie, and the likelihood that we have seen any action from Captain Marvel yet is really low. And so it's really possible and pretty justified, I think, that some of these characters in the Avengers headquarters having this conversation are kind of like, okay, yeah, you just showed up, and and what is it you do again? It's like Tony and and, and Strange in Infinity Wars. Like, so what do you do? Make paper balloons, or, or you make make a uh, make yeah. balloon animals or something? That's Tony being Tony, and he doesn't understand yet. You know what? goes on with with strange's abilities and how they work and and what he's capable of but it's clear that by the end of the movie there is this unspoken respect between the two of them yeah and i think we're seeing the same thing here it's not so much that that i i the 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 other avengers at this point you know well here's this gal that just that just walks in there large as freaking life and she's talking all kinds of smack like okay but last time you didn't have me I'd be like, excuse me, what? <laughs> so then where the heck were you? You know, and of course we cover that with it. Well, there are other worlds to defend and I can respect that. And now that yeah. we've seen Captain Marvel on screen, we can understand that. Uh, yeah, there are other worlds to defend it. And uh, yeah, she is a boss to have experienced that yet. 
And I'm sure, I am sure that by the end of this movie or even most of the way through it, the majority of the, of the, the backhanded comments at Captain Marvel in this clip, even Rhodey is going to be one of the first people to say, uh, yeah, she's awesome. And we need her. Yeah. In the development of this plot that, that either one of them are there yet. You're absolutely right. So, so in, in that sense, I think it is somewhat justified. It's like, uh, I'm into your house never having met you before, but yeah, well, thank you for your hospitality very much. It's nice to meet you all. But also, um, I am the best cook in the world and there's nothing that you guys can do about it. I mean, obviously your mother would raise her eyebrows because she is <laughs> phenomenal. Captions out of organic matter that I would never have dreamed of, you know, <laughs> and rightfully so she would be raising her eyebrows. Like, uh, what have we seen from you? Nothing. So in that yeah, sense, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to give Rhodey a pass on that one, but I'm confident that by at least midway through this movie, everybody's going to be on the same page of like, oh yeah, okay. She kicks butt. She takes names. She's awesome. We're, we yeah, we are really fortunate to have her and I take everything back. <laughs> I think we're going to have a point in the movie where Rhodey either silently or verbally acknowledges that Captain Marvel is a complete time sort of a person yeah Either verbally or non-verbally he'll just be like okay i was wrong <laughs> i'm sorry yep that, that 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 sounds right that you uh, you're absolutely right about that and i can see that um one of the other theories i wanted to touch on and conversation points is uh the there's another theory that uh, and this was actually really fascinating to me when I heard that. Um, that Strange, whenever he is using the Time Stone on Titan and is like about to hand it off to Thanos, it's glowing. Really? And then typically, the only time the stone, like there's like a, there's like an, there's like a resting glow, and then there's like the bright. I'm currently using this stone glow. Yeah. People have been t- saying that perhaps what Doctor Strange has done is that he started a time loop the way he did when he fought Dormammu. Huh. And so that's why it's glowing because they're in the time loop. That he's he's now started a time loop so that like the Avengers basically have unlimited amount of time, have like their you know. 14 million different scenarios where they can fight Thanos until they hit the one where they succeed. Um, it's entirely possible. Yeah, that'd be, entirely that'd be really an interesting, interesting nod to, to infinity war and, you know, slip in a little, uh, we told you everything you need to know in the first movie, sort of a, a scene. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd be, so, I'd be down for that. So if that's if that is what ends up happening, I'd be very, very uh interested in that. Um I like that theory a lot. But yeah, like this there's a lot going on with this movie, man. No, I'm and getting more and more excited hours. about it. I keep forgetting it's three hours long and that we are looking at like a long movie. Also, I found 
on the internet. I sent it to you, I think. I think it was on Instagram. How I was talking about how I think that they CGI'd over Cap's suit in that scene. Yeah. The set, po- the leaked set photos from Endgame from like a while ago that showed uh, Chris Evans wearing his old Captain America costume, like the one he wears in Avengers. Yeah. Was covered in mocap dots. Ooh. Absolutely right. And, and that actually segues in to a discussion about one of the other videos that we were going to talk about today during an interview with the Russo brothers, they confirmed but kind of denied the fact that that scene was not going to appear in the movie at all. Exactly. It was a complete misdirect. So I don't, here's my thing. I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. I don't know. That's it's fascinating to just fucking think about that they went there with that. But I don't know because Joe laughs. He laughs at it, and then he like fixes his face and kind of gets back into character. Yeah. So I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> seems like that seems like the kind of garbage that they would that they would pull over on us though. So if it's not in the movie, I'm gonna say yep, yep. I they they told us so. How many of these shots do you think? Like roughly, like how much, like a percentage. Of what we've seen in the trailers, do you think is actually in this movie? Uh, probably ninety-five percent. Really? Like with it, it, of course, with with some embellishment in the trailer, like between, uh, like in the first clip, we saw the because he killed all our friends line and then in the the clip that that just came out that line wasn't in the movie and there's been instances of that you know elsewhere where the the shot that they use in the trailer isn't the same shot that they use in the movie i'm not convinced that all of the what we see and hear is going to be in the movie exactly as it is but i think that for the most part be in the movie like 95 percent is my is my estimate wow i know just talking about like a lot of the theories and like all the time travel stuff um and you saying that talking about like the dialogue in the trailers reminded me of this of how they directly just take a line from age of ultron in tony's voiceover in the last trailer yeah where he says the whole we're the avengers man that line, uh, the whole scene, the whole line of dialogue that comes from is where he says, we're the Avengers. We can bust arm dealers all the live long day. But that up there, referring to Sokovia, that up there, the end game. that's the end game. Yeah. So there's that. And you also have, and I had, this is pointed out in another theory video I watched, that there's a scene where Banner goes, that's it. I'm stuck in a time loop. This is the moment it all went wrong in Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. And it seems like, and like, again, like there's two reads on that. Like, that's very, in the movie, it seems like he's just being curt. Yeah. But if you view it through that lens of like Banner's like consciousness is like transferring through time for a minute there, how far back does the time loop go? I don't know. 
You know, like that's my guess thing. is not that far. Not yeah, that's I don't think it goes all the way back to Age of Ultron, but still, there's so much there that could possibly happen, and it's it's wild. Um, I also wanted to say, for those of you who are bolder than Spencer and myself, if you go looking for it, there is a very big leak floating around. Um, a huge. I, yeah, I talked. End game experience huge, which is why Jared and I haven't attempted to to touch it. Yeah, we're not looking at it or reporting on it. Um, I talked to Armin from Comic Book Cast. If you want to know what the Avengers grand strategy is in this movie, like just full fledged, like what the plan is, be my guest. But Spencer and I aren't looking at that. Uh, We don't plan on reporting on it, but it is floating around. If you want to go after it. Um, Armin saw it. A couple other people saw it and they were like, yeah, no, like it's a huge, apparently it's a massive spoiler. And you know, it, it takes a lot for Armin to be like, oh, this like legit kind of ruins the movie a little bit. So, yeah, do with that what you will. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. If it was something on the caliber of like the Lego set that shows us Thanos at the HQ. Like, OK, like we know where a fight takes place. We don't know what happens during that fight. We just know that there's a fight. That's fine. That's one thing. But to say, hey, here's the here's the actual end game in end game. No, I'm good. Uh, I can wait one more week. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I've come close enough to some of the huge spoilers that I, I'd like to maintain some element of surprise. <laughs> Yeah, it, like I said, it'll be a wild ride once we actually get to the, get into the thick of it. But um, yeah, I think I think that's all for this episode. Yeah, we we don't have anything any else for you in the in the tube. Um, uh, as I've been saying, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Can't wait for it to come out. I uh, can't wait to see my guys at steel city con this weekend uh can't wait to hang out with jared and the rest of them and we hope to see some of you guys there as well uh usually that's about the only the only time i make a a public uh nerd appearance (laughs) i guess you could say so if you're if you're looking to find the the voice or the the person behind the voice, you can either look me up on Instagram at Spence Man Cosplays or all that segue. Damn, I know, right? I just, I, I'm getting real good at oh. this thing. If you if you listen to the first episode of Hall of Heroes that I was on, it was kind of rough. I didn't really have an idea what I was doing. I was just kind of talking. Is are are, are smooth as hell nowadays. So Ooh. you can hold me to a higher Ooh. standard. Oh man. It, that was too good. It's almost like it, so it's almost good. like it wasn't even, even me. I just want to end it now. Like I don't even want to talk after that. I've, I've never been as smooth in my life as I was just then. Like butter. Um. Yeah. Uh. So next week, um, because I am unfortunately sad, um, I'm going to restructure our MCU recap. Next week uh, is probably not going to be a news show. 
what we're going to do is just do, it's not going to be like a big dramatic with music type thing that I wanted to do because there's no point in doing that. Well, if I'm talking into a phone. Right. Um, so next week we're probably just, we're going to do an MCU recap. Um, however, it is going to be uh, a little bit more bare bones. Um, it's going to be just us like, okay, here's a chronological order. Here is what happens in each movie. Go see the movie now. Um, ideally, we can you can just listen to this right before you go see Endgame and be ready. So, um, yeah, that, that that's what I want to do with it. Um, I just because I don't think we have the capacity to. Like, I don't. I don't. I think it's redundant to try to do something as cool as like a dramatic retelling of the MCU while this is the situation. So I also wanted to do that as an episode. So you'll have that to look forward to next week. Um, and like Spencer said, Steel City Con this weekend. Uh, keep an eye out for us. Uh, Spencer, you want to run through your lineup for Friday and Saturday so the folks know who to look for? Yes, sir. So I will be there on Friday, probably mid-afternoon into the evening uh, with the guys. I'll be there as David Tennant's rendition of the Doctor from Doctor Who in a brown suit, right? Yeah, is that the one that I'm wearing? Um, out for uh, for a roughly David Tennant looking fellow on Friday, and then we'll be back on Saturday morning. I'll be there until just after lunchtime, and I'll be there as uh, roughly episode three, Obi Wan Kenobi. Really looking forward to bringing that one back out. It's only ever made one uh, Comic Con uh, appearance before. Got a lot of really uh, snarky comments and a lot of really sincere comments about my fake beard uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, that I wore to meet the one and only Ian McDiarmid. And so I will be reprising that on Saturday. I've said it a thousand times on Dubek. Spencer, remember that time we met Ian McDiarmid and Lexi grabbed his ass? I remember. um, That was... (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I think it gets a little sketchy sometimes at Comic-Con with people (laughs) getting frisky, but I think the number of times that people have accidentally or intentionally touched Lexi's ass at Comic-Con is entirely outweighed by the fact that she got to touch Ian McDiarmid's at Comic-Con, which she claims is an accident, but I don't believe her. I don't believe her either. <laughs> you you record, get that opportunity, anyone, you take if it. If anyone made a pass at her, and this isn't me being possessive, just like if anybody made a pass at her and made her uncomfortable at a con, they'd fucking die. Because um, you, cosplay is not consent. But she grabbed the Senate's butt. The Senate. The Senate. Steve Palpatine was molested by Alexis Briah Capel. No, okay, let, uh, don't no. quote that. Don't that's uh, what do you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I got excited because I said her name and an item produced by Amazon that is very close to me woke up. Really? If you're put, picking up what I'm putting down, think I am. Yeah, her name woke up the one that has a name that sounds similar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's very of, interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I, got, I got nervous because that happened before on Dubak where I was sitting right next to Logan's 
that item and it like woke up and I was like frantically trying to unplug it because it was just talking really loudly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's wrap things up here. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, and like, uh, like you said, you'll be uh, 10 and Obi-Wan. Hello. And Friday, I will be there as Kylo Ren uh, throughout the day, a little later, late afternoon, early evening. I'll be switching into the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi. And then Saturday, I will be there as the hero without fear, Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader on Saturday. And then Sunday, I will be there again as Kylo. Um, really excited to do my upgraded Kylo. Gonna be doing the 12th Doctor for like the first time in like five years. A um, while since and, we've done him. Yeah. And, you know, Anakin's always fun. And like I said, I got my new, not my new, but my Graflex repaired. So super excited for this weekend it's going to be a great time hopefully we see some of you guys definitely know we're going to be seeing rural farm boy um no he's always blessed pleasure to finally get to meet anthony after all of his fan mail uh (laughs) and we can finally stop all the secrecy with joel which will be pleasant Uh, very pleasant so yeah like i said guys next week will probably be a really nice uh mcu recap uh run through all the movies so that you're up to date and refreshed and ready to go for avengers game uh because so uh be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel next week guys have a good one take care tj hit the tape hey yeah i wanna shoot baby shoot I get chopped, bet you bottom dollar, you were best under pressure.
lips wet, cause it's time to have a tap. On your mark, get set, go, let me go, let me shoot to the next man in a three-piece suit. I spend all my dough, Ray me cutie, shoot, shoot a doobie, like Scooby Dooby do. I love you in your big jeans, you give me nice dreams, you make me wanna scream, ooh, ooh, ooh. I like what you do, when you do, what you do, you make me wanna shoot. Hit the skins for the hell of it, just for the yell I get, mm-mm-mm, for the smell of it. Smell you it. want my ball, here's the hot rod. hot rod, 12 inches to a yard and Dang. have you sounding like a retard. Yeah. Big 12 of a 6'2", wanna hit you. So what you wanna do? What you wanna mm, do? I wanna shoot. 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 